On today's show, an exclusive game report from the OHL and some new prospects have appeared on NHL Central Scouting's A-grade prospects list. All coming up on Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, I break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh. I'm a scout and prospect analyst across multiple platforms, including this one. And I've got a good show for you today. First and foremost, I wanted to break down a game report from yesterday's game between the Ottawa 67s and the Erie Otters. I'll be going in detail about what happened uh, and which notable prospects were involved. There were a lot of them, both drafted in terms of, you know, Vincent's Rohrer, Tyler Boucher, Christian Cairo, uh, some draft eligibles as well, and Luca Pinelli and, and Casey Terrance, and even an overager in Spencer Solva, who really impressed me, uh, and also Brady Stonehouse for the Ottawa 67s, who's another overager who was pretty impressive in this game, uh, despite a you know an avoidable penalty. Um, and then after that, we're going to go down the list of six players who were upgraded to A-grade prospects by the NHL Central Scouting Bureau. Um, these were all B-grade prospects before the upgrade here. So, um, you know, they, they've cemented themselves as top of the draft prospects. Uh, and I'll be I'll be sort of breaking down for you how many uh, A-grade prospects are at right now in the 2023 draft. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a lot. So uh, we'll break that down for you in just a sec. But before I get into any of that, I just wanted to remind you to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and to listen along on your favorite podcasting platform and make us your first listen of the day. It's always much appreciated. So let's get into the uh, game from yesterday between the Ottawa 67s and the Erie Otters. So the game ended 6-4 uh, for the Erie Otters, um, and this was a comeback win for the Otters. They had gone down 4-1 after one period, uh, came back in the second period, scored four goals in a row, and, and added an empty netter in the third period to win the game. Uh, so I wanted to break this down for you sort of period by period and sort of how this went down. So the first goal for the um, Ottawa 67s to, to go up one nothing in the game. So Vincent's Rohr, a Habs prospect, third-round pick in the 2022 draft, he picked up a loose buck after some good forechecking work in the offensive zone. He cycled up, and then he found Luca Panelli, who just has a knack for finding open space in the offensive zone. Uh, and Panelli made no mistake with his quick one-timer and just buried it in the back of the net. Um, now, Rohr and Panelli work really, really well off of each other. So Rohr is really good at creating turnovers in the offensive zone, and he has good vision to find passing lanes uh, and create offense that way. And Pinelli is just so smart and well-positioned that he's able to capitalize on Roar's strengths extremely well. So the two really complement each other wonderfully. And that was really evident on the first goal. Let's fast forward a bit. So at this point, it's 4-1 heading into the second period. And then the penalty started for the 67s. First, Brady Stonehouse, uh, the overager that I was mentioning earlier, he got a, a major in this game for a hit to the head. Um... Now, a quick parenthesis on Stonehouse. So this is a sort of Brendan Gallagher type of forward, uh, just always in the opponent's face, always pushing the pace, always, you know, challenging uh, defenders on the forecheck or getting in the netminder's face, all that stuff. 
Um, on top of that, he's got a great shot, uh, some some good small ice skill and all that good stuff. But man, he needs to reel it in sometimes. That intensity, that that's a hallmark of his game. Um, you know, he needs to learn to toe the line appropriately in order to to be impactful at the NHL level. Um, but he's got promise, man. I, I I really like this prospect. He's got um, a lot of the little things that I look for in smaller prospects. He's about five nine. Uh, not the not the heaviest prospect either, but he's just so physically gifted when it comes to using his mechanics, his technique to to win battles and just outworking his opponents on a regular basis. And that's something I look for in smaller forwards. It's a really useful tool. Now going back to the game, so that's that was one that was one of the first penalties in the second period. It was a five minute major. Um, then after that, uh, Derek Smith of the sixty sevens took a double minor for a uh, high sticking incident. It, it was kind of a freak incident. I don't think there was not anything malicious about it. It was just sort of the stick rode up that kind of thing. Uh, later on, Tyler Boucher, the Ottawa Senators prospect, took a two minute penalty for a hit from behind that probably should have been a major or a game misconduct. It was a really dangerous play. The pro- the, 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 the opponent was really in a vulnerable position that um, to me sort of indicated that this warranted a bit more, especially with with Boucher's history. It was a really dangerous play, and um, he ended up just getting a minor penalty. Uh, and that wasn't the end of it. There were three more minor penalties in the second period by the Ottawa 67s. The result of that was um, the Erie Otter scored three power play goals and one five-on-five goal uh, heading right out of a power play. Um, so technically, it, you know... In, in reality, it was probably, you know, it seemed like four power play goals, but the last one was just after the end of the penalty. And by the way, Spencer Sova got a point on all of those four goals in the second period. He had two goals and two assists. Um, I had Sova na- ranked 109th overall in his draft year um, out of 128 prospects that I ranked. Uh, for me, I, I saw him as a prospect that should have been drafted in the top four rounds. Um, he put up 28 points in 64 games last season, uh, including nine goals. He's already matched his goal tally this season with nine, and he's added nine assists as well in 18 games. So he's at a point per game right now in his draft plus one year, uh, and he's just showcased the offensive skill that he has. I don't think that was ever in question with Sova. He's a very skillful player offensively. There's a lot of very good things uh, in the offensive zone. It's just he's not the most mature defensively or, or the most polished in transition. Um, and so his overall impact on the game is kind of limited, but as soon as you give him an opportunity in the offensive zone, his ability to deceive, to manipulate, to uh, draw, you know, forwards in in order to open space behind him and sort of drag the box around. That's why he's so good on the power play. It's just that his offensive skill is just so evident. Uh, and since he's been given the A and, and given the, the reins on the power play for the Erie Otters, that's really shown brightly in his game. Um, so I think he, I think teams are not going to make the mistake the second time around. I think you can develop the defensive and transitional sides a lot easier than you can um, teach a player to understand offense as a defenseman. So I think teams are going to be willing to take the bet, especially in the fifth to seventh rounds. I think Sova is going to get drafted this time around. Um, but that was sort of my little parenthesis on Silva. I was really impressed with him. Um, so after he scored those two goals and two assists, including the game winner in that game, um, the Otter sort of shut it down from then on. It was really easy for them to sort of, um, hit the brakes, you know, play the trap, uh, dump pucks out whenever they could and just prevent, um, the Ottawa 67s from getting any rush chances or to be able to, to set up the cycle and start the offense. 
So he did a good job in that sense. Um, you know, Silva was especially good offensively, but I saw some flashes of defensive uh, impact as well from him in that third period. And then the Otters added an empty net goal very late in the game to win it six to four. So I wanted to break down some of, you know, the most impressive players in this game. So first, Luca Pinelli was really impressive for me uh, with his goal. Uh, he didn't get any more points than that, but overall in the game, he just showed so many flashes of insane intelligence. He's just so aware of his surroundings, so conscious of his of his teammates' strengths. Um, Vincent Zorro also impressed me as well with the assist that he got and just his overall impact in all three zones. He's just an excellent puck chaser. Um, puts a lot of effort into all of his plays, and that's, that was really evident in today's game. Another name that impressed me is Anthony Cosentini uh, of the 67s. He's a 20-year-old right-handed defenseman. He's got 18 points in 20 games on the season. He's on a seven-game point streak, and he had one goal and one assist in this game and, and played pretty well, drove play in transition. Um, he was pretty impressive. On the Erie Otter side, Spencer Silva, who I mentioned already, really, really impressed me in this game. Uh, Christian Cairo, who was 37th overall in my rankings for the 2022 draft and ended up going 50th overall to the Stars. Um, he's deceptive, manipulative. He's smart. He's got great, you know, he's got good but not great skating. He's got a great shot. He does need to strengthen his defensive game and show more intensity in all three zones. Um, but I really liked what I saw from his game. He showed a lot of poise and, and a lot of small details that were really uh, promising. And last but not least, um, Kerry Terence, who's a draft uh, draft eligible prospect for the 2023 NHL draft. Um, he, he's really impressed me in this game. He showed a lot of intensity. He was opportunistic, reactive. Um, he didn't shy away from traffic at all. Um, he was one of the he, he was one of the most sort of intense and and driven prospects in this game, but he's not really the most intelligent or positionally sound player. Um, but honestly, it could be worth a mid round flyer some, somewhere in the fifth sixth round if you're you, you know you're looking for a guy who's going to you know plug into your lineup really well and and you know bring some secondary offense. I think Kerry Terrence might be worth a shot. Um, so those are the most impressive players from this game. Um, so, so that's more or less my game report for today. Now we're going to go into the, uh, new additions to the NHL central scouting bureaus, uh, a great prospects in just a second, right after these messages. Do you like betting? BetOnline.net is your number one source for any wager that interests you. From the NFL to the NBA to the MLB and even NCAA football, UFC, golf, anything you like, they have you covered. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game on their website or app. They're, of course, a great source for all of your sports wagering information. With live betting, so you can keep up with bets as they unfold. Uh, they've got up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so for our next segment, the NHL Central Scouting Bureau just added six players to their A-grade list uh, in terms of prospects for their 2023 NHL draft. This brings the count up for uh, A-grade prospects in the 2023 draft to 34. Again, that's 34 A-grade prospects for the 2023 NHL draft. When I've said that this draft is deep, I mean it. That's a, a, a whole round and two picks of A-grade prospects for the 2023 NHL draft. Last year, there were 24 A-grade prospects in the draft. So that's 10 more than last season, and that just speaks to the amount of depth in this draft. Um However, there are two names that I want to mention and preface this by saying that these guys probably should not be 
A-grade prospects, at least not from what I've seen from him this year, and I've watched a, a lot of both. The first one I want to mention, and I've talked about him enough uh, this year, and it's Cam Allen, uh, a right-handed defenseman of the Guelph Storm in the OHL. So Allen, to me, has not been impressive at all. He's honestly looked like a C-grade prospect every game I've saw I've seen of him. The, the lack of awareness, um, shaky decisions in all three zones, um, you know, the, the most absurd penalties, uh, very, very avoidable incidents where it's just, you know, pure, um, you know, blind rage that takes over him after, you know, a hit from the opponent or something like that. And it'll just like run an opponent into the boards uh, uselessly, you know, charging penalties, that kind of thing. I was just really not very impressed with Allen overall, his level of poise and his decision making in all three zones. Um, especially defensively, he's been a struggle. Now, I've mentioned this before, but the Guelph Storm is struggling a lot this year. And you'd expect Cam Allen as, you know, technically their top prospect to be, you know, at least driving good results. But he's actually the main reason they're struggling right now. Um, their their best defender isn't being their best defender. And it, it's impacting the team a lot. Um, so that's one player who I think, you know, hasn't impressed in the slightest so far this year and, and should, you know, quickly get downgraded from an A to a B prospect, maybe even a C prospect if this keeps going. Um, you know, don't be surprised to see him slip outside of first rounds all over the place. Um, that's for Cam Allen. The second prospect who I think probably just deserves a B grade instead of an A grade is Daniil Boot um, of local Yaroslavl in uh, Russia. He has split time between the junior level, the MHL, and the pro level in the KHL. And I haven't seen much that's impressed me in, in both areas. Yes, in the MHL, he's able to score a lot of goals, but a lot of those goals come off clear-cut chances that just wouldn't occur at the pro level. Um He's struggling to find space off the puck. He's struggling to make good decisions when carrying it up the ice. He kind of just skates aimlessly into traffic and, um, you know, takes shots from from places that he shouldn't be taking shots from when there are clear passing options available to him that would advance play in the offensive zone. Um, he struggles to, to, you know, scan his surroundings and be aware of where his teammates are so he can utilize him better. The small details in this game that, that, that to me would translate to, you know, a first round prospect just aren't there in, in boots game. And I haven't been the most impressed with him. Now, obviously he's probably got one of the best shots in the draft. Uh, just an excellent goal scorer with a heavy, quick release. It's accurate. Um, and he can do a lot of damage with that. But I, outside of that, I just, I don't see enough to put him in that first round. Um, and I don't see enough for him to be an a grade prospect, especially not with the other names that are, you know, on this list. Um, you know, obviously you've got the Bedards, Meechkovs, and Fantillis, but even in the mid rounds, you know, players like, um, you know, Cam Callum Ritchie, uh, you know, Otto Stenberg, guys like that, are much more complete, much more, um, you know, faceted than Daniel Boot is. I just haven't been that impressed or, or haven't been impressed enough with Daniel Boot to, to be able to justify him being an A grade prospect. So that's for the players who shouldn't be there. Now, I wanted to start with some lesser-known names, um, guys who I've watched a couple times and, and kind of been impressed with, but I, I didn't really see them as A-grade prospects and was kind of astounded to see them uh, make the jump. So there's, that's that's for the first one. The second one, to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't watched yet, and I will be getting to him very soon uh, in the next couple of weeks to be able to give you some in-depth reports on uh, this prospect. So let's start with the first one. That's Bo Akey. The right-handed defenseman of the Barry Colts in the OHL. He's six foot, 170 pounds. 
Uh, he's got four goals, nine assists for 13 points in 18 games uh, for the Colts this season. He's on a cold streak right now. He's got one point in his last five games. But before that, he was on a five-game point streak. Um, so he started the year with 12 points in 13 games. So that's probably what put him on the map. Um, now, from what I'm seeing from Bo Aiki, I don't see a lot in terms of you know one standout skill that makes him astounding. But he's a very well-rounded defenseman. Um, and, and someone who, who mans transitions pretty well. He's pretty offensively gifted, but I'll need more viewings in order to sort of break down his game sort of more in depth and understand this prospect well enough to be able to, to judge whether he's worth a, an A grade or not. Um, but honestly, in terms of the profile, in terms of the points, it seems pretty par for the course in terms of uh, the type of prospect you would see in these A grades. But I'll do some digging and get you some more uh, info on Bo Aiki. I've mostly seen him. It's what I call secondary viewings, where I'm watching another prospect from a different team. And then I notice this guy. I'm like, oh, he's interesting. Oh, he's draft eligible. Uh, and then I sort of, you know, jot down a couple notes, but nothing major because I'm focusing on the other guy that's on the other side of the ice, that kind of thing. Um, so I'll, I'll do some primary viewings on him and make sure I focus on him the whole game and see what he's got. The next player is a player I haven't seen yet, and that's Lenny Haminaho. I, th- I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, he's a forward. He's a right shot, 5'11", 173 pounds, uh, according to the NHL Central Scouting Bureau. I was surprised with the stat line. He's got three goals and seven assists for 10 points in 23 games in the Liga, in the Pro League in Finland uh, for Esset Pori. Um, he's got more games played than all other draft eligibles in the Liga combined. Um, all other draft eligibles in the Liga have 18 games combined played. He's got 23. And only one other prospect than him has a point, and it's Kasper Haltonen, who was in my top 20, and um, he's got one assist in eight games in the Liga. So uh, since I don't know pretty much anything about this prospect... I just wanted to um, just read you the quote from uh, Goran Stubb, the uh, NHL director of European scouting for the NHL Central Scouting Bureau. So he says he plays a mature game, is competitive and active with an excellent work ethic. He has smooth hands and is effective in traffic using good puck handling skills. He plays with a lot of confidence, isn't afraid of getting involved and often comes out as a winner from battles along the boards. Um, now in the next few weeks, I'll be able to speak to the accuracy of that, but I just wanted to mention that it's very rare for me not to have seen an A grade prospect in November. Uh, usually I get on top of these things and I didn't even notice him on the B list, but I'm going to get on his case and see what he's about because obviously this quote is pretty promising in terms of, um, you know, the type of prospect that he is. Uh, luckily enough, through a couple other programs, I've got access to Instat, uh, which is a great uh, source in order to get video uh, footage for prospects all over the world. So I'll be getting on this case pretty soon and giving you an in-depth report as soon as I can. So that's it in terms of the lesser known names and the players who shouldn't be an A grade in my opinion. Now we'll get into the guys who deserve it clearly right after these messages. 
First off, I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. If you got that many people on board, you're definitely doing something right. Simply Safe's priority is your safety. They protect you using cutting-edge security tech powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who've always got your back. I love what Simply Safe has to offer. From crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras to full control of your system from your phone with their app and smarter ways to detect real break-ins so you aren't pestered with uh, false alarms while you're going about your workday. Uh, they've got sensors for everything from burglaries to fires to floods and other threats to your home. They've really got you covered. You can customize your perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so for our final segment, I just want to go through the names that were added to the A-grade list of the NHL Central Scouting Bureau's preliminary rankings. Um, in terms of those who really, really deserved it um, and that I thought the whole time should have been on this list uh, and, and deserved the mention. So the first name is a name that I have grown to love the more I've watched him. It started with um, the, the U18 Worlds. I saw a lot from this prospect uh, a lot of promising things, just a lot of skill, a lot of pace. And he's just grown on me since. And that's Andrew Crystal of the Kelowna Rockets. Um, the left wing right now stands at um, 15 goals and 35 points in 17 games in the WHL. He's been doing great. Um, now, I was talking to a scout. Um, I'm not going to say who because I don't. I haven't gotten the green light to discuss this openly. Um, but I was talking about the WHL class with him and uh, sort of going through the names, you know, talking about Benson, Zach Benson, Braden Yeager, um, the guys that I valued in the top end, you know, in the top 10 of this draft. Then I got to Andrew Crystal, who right now is my 10th overall pick and will probably climb um, with recent viewings. And this scout, who's a trusted source, in my opinion, someone who I, uh, whose opinion I really respect, just told me plain and simple that Andrew Crystal is the second best prospect from the WHL. And that's high praise because I have Zach Benson fifth overall and I have Braden Yeager in my top 10 as well. I had them both above Andrew Crystal. And he's telling me he's better than them both. Uh, so where does that where does that put him in the draft, you know? Um, I, I started thinking more and more um, about that since and I was like, huh, I, I should probably catch a game soon um, just to sort of refresh my mind of what I've, on what I've seen and sort of see if, if I see the same things that the scout does. Uh, the next weekend, uh, he scored seven points in two games, and I caught the, the game on Friday in which he scored four points, uh, two goals and two assists. Um, so he's been excellent as of late and his recent record has proven this scout, right? He's got 15 points in his last five games. He's got seven points, as I mentioned, over the weekend uh, of, you know, the 18th and 19th. Those are the two games in a row that he played. He scored four points, the first, uh, game on Friday and then three on Saturday. And he's on an eight game point streak right now. And seven of those eight games are multi-point games. Uh, so two points or more in that span. He had a five assist night at one point. He might just be the quickest thinker in this draft. And that's saying something given the level of skill that there is in this draft, especially in the top three. Um, his problem solving at high speeds, his ability to keep multiple options in his head um, in consideration when he's carrying the puck, the fact that he's got a wicked shot on top of that, an excellent distribution. Um, 
tremendous stick handling. I mean, he, he's just a wizard out there. And on top of that, he's got some decent pace on him um, to be able to do all he does at a high speed and, and execute quickly. I've just been more and more impressed with Andrew Crystal with each viewing of him. Um, I've grown to like him more and more. So I'm not sure if he outranks Zach Benson yet, but he definitely outranks Braden Yeager at this point. Um, especially as of late, I haven't, I've seen a couple of viewings of Jaeger where I saw some, some hesitation in the offensive zone. Um, I saw him sort of drag his feet a bit in the defensive zone. His skating still worries me. I don't have those concerns with crystal. He's just such a multifaceted prospect. Um, especially offensively. There are so many layers to his offensive game that are really, really interesting for me. So, you know, Again, I'm not sure if he outranks Zach Benson because I'm really high on Zach Benson right now. He's he's sort of a lock as my fifth overall prospect in the draft, but Andrew Crystal is not far behind. I've been really, really impressed with him. So that's the first of the four names I'm going to mention here as players who deserved uh, an A grade, clearly. The second one um, is Lukas Dragicevic, a uh, right-handed defenseman in the WHL who's currently leading all WHL defenders in points of all ages. That's 17 to 21 year old defenseman. He leads them all in points with 29 points in 20 games played so far on the season. He's just an offensive dynamo. He's a he's a great skater. He's active and dynamic with the puck. He's shifty. He can make uh, things happen at a, at a high pace. Um, stick handles really well. Distributes really well. He's got a wicked shot. Um, the issue with him is that he's kind of weird, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, it's especially in the defensive zone. It's just the inconsistency with him. There are moments where, for me, he just looks like a surefire top 10 pick. And then there's other moments where he's just making strange decisions with the puck, um, you know, struggling to break out the puck effectively and, and connecting with his teammates in the neutral zone and trying to, to, to make a breakout pass, um, you know, taking weird routes when skating out from the from the defensive zone um you know stuff like that that just it, it kind of it's so uneven there are games where he's dominating on all boards and to me i, I look at him and I, I see sort of high-end top 10 talent and then there's other games where he doesn't even look like a first round pick um but offensively man he's on a 14 game point streak right now he's on a six game multi-point streak the last six games he's had two points in each of them so He's been doing tremendously as of late offensively. And like I mentioned, he leads all WHL defenders of all ages and points of 29 and 20 games. Um, the offensive upside to Dragicevic is really high, but there's a lot of polishing, a lot of you know consistency development that's required in order to make him a more constant uh, impact, especially in his own zone. But if you're looking for offensive upside, man, he's your guy. Um, he's flirting with the top 20 for me right now. I had him in 23rd. Uh, he might be climbing up. I'm, I've been really impressed with him as of late. He's he's added a bit more, um, you know, constants in this game. He's been making the, you know, he's been sticking to his guns a bit more, sticking to what works and sort of eliminating the things that didn't work in his game. So that's been really impressive for me. Um, so, yeah, Dragicevic for me, he, he's more than deserved an A grade uh, for quite a while now. Usually, you know, if you've got, you know, they had 28 A grade prospects before these six were added. So for me, there weren't 28 better prospects in him in his draft, um, especially if you're looking at offensive upside and pure upside in general. I mean, he's got top pair upside if he hits. So I, I'm, I'm growing on Dragicevic, and yeah, I've been really impressed with what I've seen. And, and he's not the shortest. He's 6'2". He's 180 pounds. He's kind of lanky, but he's, that just means he's got you know more room to grow and add weight. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you see Dragusevich hit 200 pounds down the road and and maintain his, his shiftiness and speed. Um, if you add some some physical power, some muscle to his frame, might end up with someone really good here. Then moving on from Dragusevich, another prospect who I think deserved an A grade is Quentin Musty, um, who has been playing uh, very decent minutes in the OHL. Um, he's not got the most points, but he's probably the most toolsy forward outside the top 10. His stick handling tool bag is limitless. He's got so many skills in, in his arsenal, uh, so many different sort of deeks that he can pull out at different moments to, to throw opponents off and, and send them, you know, the opposite way. Um, he's got a powerful and accurate shot. Um, and it's just not just one shot that he uses constantly. It's not just, for example, a, an inside leg wrister that he does every time. That's just so powerful that it works every time. He's just, he's got an arsenal of shots. He can score off his off leg. He can score off his outside edge, off his inside edge. Um, he can wire it on the backhand from in tight. He can one time the puck really well. Uh, his goal scoring is really good as well. He's a great playmaker as well, but for me, he's not the best skater and he's not the most intelligent, with, which is a combination that's risky. Um, when you got players with that many tools, but not the the pace of, of play and the intelligence to make it work, um, they tend to struggle at higher levels. But those are things that are increasingly getting more and more teachable with um, you know the modernization of hockey and, and player development. So... That's why he's outside of my top 20, but within my first round. And that's why I think he deserves an A grade is because the tool bag is so promising. If you can get this player to even reach a baseline, just an average in terms of pace of play, in terms of skating and in terms of, of awareness, uh, you're, you've got you've got a top line prospect right here. And then the last player on uh, this list here of players who were added to the A-grade uh, list for the uh, NHL Central Scouting Board, that's Cohen Zemer. Uh, Cohen Zemer uh, has been playing for the Prince George Cougars. He's tied in the uh, WHL for third in points overall with Andrew Crystal at 35. He's got 17. He's got 15 goals, which is tied for second with Crystal again uh, in terms of drafted uh, draft eligible prospects in the WHL. Um, the thing is with him, he's got 17 power play points, so he's getting a lot of production off. Um, on the man advantage, which is sometimes a, a red flag with prospects. Obviously, it's you know, it's it's a skill like any other to be able to dominate the power play, um, especially on the half wall, something that's really useful. But, you know, production gets inflated when you're playing that much on the power play. He's a pure goal scorer. But apart from that, I mean, he's far from the most complete forward in this draft. And that's why he's in my lower range of the first round. He's in the 25 to 30 range for me. But like I mentioned, I can't name you uh, more than, than 35 prospects who are better in my mind than Cohen Zemer. Um, for me, he's a late first round pick. I, I see the offensive upside. I see the, the, the strength and, and power with which he plays. Um, and I see the shot and I, it's just really impressive. And on top of that, he's got about average hockey sense. It's not like Daniel boot or, or Quinton Musty where, you know, it's below average and significantly the thing with Musty and why he's higher than Zemer for me is that Musty has more elements to his offensive game despite having, you know, lower end um, awareness. His his playmaking's polished, his his stick handling's polished. I don't see the same with Zemer. For me, Zemer's a pure goal scorer. Um, but he's got about average hockey sense. His hockey sense is better than Musty's. So that's how I compare both of them. And overall, those are the four names who I think really deserved an A grade from the start. Um, and who have just proven, um, who've proven me right since and have just sort of improved with every game. 
Um, so that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and to follow along on your favorite podcasting platform and make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, they've got all of your updated news on all the recent games from all your favorite sports. They're a great source to stay updated on your favorite leagues. Um, this has been Locked On NHL Prospects. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, and I will see you next time.